logging in here to 242-326. Oh, 326. Hey, everybody, what's up? Uh, yeah, we're just logging in here to make sure everything is all good to go. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It is your recap show in what was a pretty, uh, pretty intense day. Uh, right there. Thank you everybody for joining me as we'll get everyone uh, just carried over, right? So here's the roll call. We'll be doing this later. What's up, Monty G? What's up, everybody? Uh, today, yeah, what a disaster. Wow, where did AMC close? Uh, 4.34, okay. So I have a little bit of a different layout here. I'm going to try, try a few things. I feel like yesterday we had some stocks come through. Uh, it was good to see. Here's a daily chart down. Yeah, see, it's going to be the problem because you put that there and then the daily chart is right there where my face is. Uh, we'll figure that all out. Okay, um, and then I have here a heat map. We don't need to see all the sectors, but again, I don't know how good you, I don't know if you guys can see this at all in here. I don't know. We'll, we'll get this all figured out as we go. Uh, IBIT, yeah, IBIT. People talking about IBIT right now. We did have a nice little dip down in, in Bitcoin in the last couple of seconds there. I don't know if there's anything happening with Bitcoin. Here's Bitcoin itself. Nice little drop into 61.8 right there, creating a nice move down. As per usual, man, this show is brought to you by Benzinga Pro. So let me go find this out right now as we wait for some more earnings to come through as we speak. So right now, RSL, ADSK, what we're looking for, you can see on the board right now, Sound, when that comes through, Soundhound, Zscaler, and Dell all coming through very, very soon. So we'll figure out when those come out right now. SIDU, Sidus, uh, announcing something right now. We'll figure out for that. Uh, there it is right now. Nice move down there for Bitcoin. And we'll take a look at that. Looks like SIDU. Is that a common share offering I just heard about? Uh-oh. What's up to Adair and everybody uh, here now? We were talking about SIDU today. There's the common stock offering dropped right on your head right there. So watch out for SIDU. I don't even know if I like this down here, to be honest with you. Uh, but here's a pullback in for SIDU. We'll find out on a daily if this is a, uh, something to worry about at all. Here it is down here, $8, $3, We'll see what happens with SIDU on this drop. So no surprise that you get you know, that kind of action here. That sucks for anybody that held that. We always talk about be careful holding something overnight. There's SIDU on a share offering. It's right here, right now. Uh, here's, here's the news, SIDU. So Sidus Space here tends to sell shares of its Class A common stock in underwriting. No terms disclosed. So we don't know exactly what the terms are. This could be um, just the beginning of a move down. Here's Autodesk right now. So a nice little report, 173 to 178 versus 178. So not bad on the EPS uh, core. Oh, that's moving forward. So guiding a little bit lower uh, as well. Revenue with a little bit of a lower guide kind of in line there. Uh, FY EPS 780 versus 8 versus 813. I would say with this kind of a number, we will be seeing ADSK to the downside. Let's see if that's true. No. So Autodesk upside there. I mean, I don't think I misreported that right there. Autodesk right here. Uh, forward 25 earnings per share. 789 to 811 versus 813. So we'll see about it, but looks like a nice move to the upside. Yesterday we had similar talk about CRM, uh, which basement out yesterday uh, down at that level of 280. You can see here. That was a crazy level, by the way, yesterday on CRM down there, 280. Um, nice move to the downside there as well. You know what? I'm going to put up a fifth. I mean, I won't do it right now, but I'm going to put up a... Actually, let's just do it right here. Let's put up uh, right now a volume. Uh, where is it here? Not Algen. Here it is. Well, we can put up... Uh, do we want to have view up right now? We want to have a simple moving average. Let's make it... Uh, we shouldn't probably be doing this live, but we're going to do it anyways. We're going to put a 50 period. We really like the 50 period moving average, so we'll do that right here. We'll put in 50 and add this. 
okay? We also want to add in a 200 period moving average, and I like that to be green, uh, so we will add that here as well. Push OK, and then push 100, and push Add, and then we'll close this, and here we go. So now we got a 50 period and a 200 period on here. We'll have to see what's going on. So CRM, there's the take down there. It was a 200 period on a daily. Take it for what it's worth. Oh, we have Daniel Shea coming on. Uh, it's funny because Zscaler uh, was a name here. Let's figure out what's going on with Zscaler right now. Nice move up on the daily chart. We have a dip back into 200, but their earnings are out. So let's go find out Zscaler. Wow, a little bit of a dip down here for ZS. So a move coming in here. Zscaler making that move down. Let's just go find out if there's anything going on here with Zscaler. This is what we're talking about, a short float of 5%. Nice move back in for Zscaler making this move right now back into 224, 225. Zscaler missing right now. What is Dell doing? Dell right now, Dell is out. Wow, Dell making a move back up to the upside as well. Huge move here for Dell. Thank you for everybody in the chat. A big shout out to everybody who's here with me in the chat. Shout out to Benton, YZ, Holly's here, Ryan's here. Good game, Dell, he says. I agree, there's Dell right now. Cash dividend increases at 20%. That's nice. Dell Technologies right here. 220 beats 173. That's a hydration nation type. Nice move there for Dell. 220 versus 173. A good number there for Dell as it continues to go higher. Um, are you guys just saying sound is out? I don't see sound, but we will look at the stock for you. So right now, what is sound doing? Is it upside? Is it downside? It's down, but it's not down that much right here. So sound goes to 695 right here for sound. I wonder if I can, hey, what's up, Michael Noss, if you're around? I wonder if I can make this um, a bar chart instead of a line chart. That could be kind of interesting there. Let me just drop down a daily chart here for sound and see what we're talking about. So, I mean, look at this, huge move. I'm not seeing the numbers. Once I get them to you, I will bring them to you. But for right now, four bucks, I mean, if you're long SoundHound, you have no problems at all right now. So 99 problems, stock price really ain't one, but you are seeing it move back in just a little bit. I can't confirm that the report is out, but Sound is making that move. The one report that is out is Dell, and Dell really starting to cook right now uh, to the upside 105, and nice, good game, as someone just said there, for Dell, that seems to be right. HPE though, the other way around. One major uh, computer manufacturer up, HPE down uh, right now. Hewlett Packard uh, getting kicked in the face a little bit here now. Um, okay. Sound, just hearing that they're announcing a few different things. So probably the earnings uh, are out right now, but uh, I'm still not seeing anything. So we're going to have to wait for sound. All right. So what was pretty hot today? You know what wasn't? If we can move my face here quickly. Uh, no, to the, to the screen. And move, and now, there we go. Thank you. UNG was the worst today. So right here, these are going to be your sector watch, right? We had a nice move up for tan. UNG bad. Down pretty much all day. Let me see what's going on with UNG here on a 10-minute chart. Closing sort of near the lows, but not so bad. FXI. We do want to look at this again. FXI making 
seen those pushes back into 10 bucks, into, sorry, into 23 bucks. Let me see what this looks like on a daily. Again, I'm gonna have to fix this layout a bit, put another daily chart on here. But right now, FXI, nice downside move. You're gonna see here up only 0.65% on the year. But right, this is yearly number right there, if you guys can see that. Uh, anytime we're going through anything, have a quick look over there. All right, that's 10, XLK, obviously the, the technology today. Huge move. We had a good number from PCE, right? I mean, earlier on in the day, if we're gonna call up the queues, we were trading those. Let's go to like a two-minute chart on the queues. So if we're gonna look here earlier, how do I how do I move over? There it is, move over. Get there it is. Okay, so this is where we started. Then we get an as expected 0.4 number out of PCE, but that really shot that market all the way to the upside. We're not getting a pullback until right now in the market. Those imbalances that came at the end of the day definitely had a push down effect to some names. Look at how wild Apple was here into the close. We were lucky, man. This was a banger trade for us at the end of the day on Apple as it made a huge move to the upside, then got faded out on that big imbalance. Okay, so here it is. So I am seeing sound. I do have something on Benzinga now, so I don't have a problem having a look. So here's sound on a two-minute chart at $7. Let's have a quick look to see what happened on sound. So right there, there it is, Soundhound right now. 80% uh, Q4 revenue growth, so that's nice, 17.1 million. Adjusted EBITDA improves 80%. Looks like S-O-U-N with a nice move. I'm just gonna put it in here and filter it out to see if we have anything else. That's the only note I have since after four o'clock is the 80% Q4 revenue growth. So congratulations for sound. We'll wait to see if there's anything else that hits here into the close. But for right now, uh, this is what we're doing. We do have Daniel Shea coming uh, very, very quickly onto the show. We'll talk all about DraftKings she wants to look at. I'm not gonna ruin it. DraftKings is a name that we're gonna talk about coming up very soon. So if you are on DraftKings, then you're gonna wanna see what's up. Tan today. Solar names looking like they want to get a little bit of a bid. Um, this could be something else here that we just buy. Like if you're going to sit in something, solar right now down 17%. We always talk about, you know, the Dow new highs. NASDAQ today, a new intraday high, I believe. Uh, or I'll, I'll double check that. Highs everywhere, man. Um, IWM is one that's also not near its highs. But TAN is definitely getting kicked. Um, as more and more retail have problems investing more into solar. You know, corporations are one thing, but solar edge, Enphase, Enphase is more um, on the corporate side. You've seen Enphase with a nice little battle back as well. But again, nice lows. Look at Enphase on the year, down 3%. This could be a name that you pick up instead of TAN. Trade, get the names that are actually performing well. When does Enphase actually report? Hold on a second. I wonder if Zscaler was something that was on um, Ms. Shea's mind. Oh, what, uh, what, e N P H, right? What am I typing in there? So here's N phase, Feb 6. We've already had that report come through. Nice move. Hold that bottom at 100 bucks. Make the move up to 130. I think N phase is, could be a buy down here uh, with a nice revenue number there. Um, we'll see. Again, not huge short float, 8%. Could make an effect there for ENPH. Market cap just 17 billion. So Enphase trying to make some moves. People saying BTC is having a little bit of a flush right now. Is that true? Um, yes, says Ramin. Yeah, Ramin's saying yes to that. Ramin, you have any Bitcoin? Good for you, I think. Whoa, okay. Uh, yes, there is something happening right now on Bitcoin, but uh, flusheroo potentially. Shout out to Pokeroo, Canadian legend, Pokeroo. Uh, all right. 61 right now. This is, um, 
yeah, we can zoom this out. So this is basically taking out everything we did this afternoon. But remember, we were just down here at 12 o'clock, down to 60,000. I don't know. We talked about this on the podcast with Bitcoin, man. And here's a daily chart for it. We wrote the podcast on, on Friday. I said we're buying this. I went home and bought some into 51,000, but I didn't buy the ETFs because the market was closed. Then yesterday I bought some ETFs on a Coinbase dump. I bought iBit, still in the money, but this is what we're looking at when we're talking about Bitcoin. I can't zoom anymore. This is the high. So here's Bitcoin right here, 68,000. You know, we came pretty close touching 64. The reason why I talked about a long here is I think you can hold this back to 48,000. That to me is, is, is your risk spot now for BTC. You buy these dips into 48,000. You don't get too carried away. I feel like you want to get nervous in and around 48. That's BTC. So we'll get rid of that right now. Good day overall in the markets. We talked about that. The Qs, uh, whoops, too many Qs. The Qs today up 0.84, so that's pretty nice. The SPY, I believe, was 0.2-ish. Woo, SPY actually 0.39. The thing is, again, a monster move into the close. You know what, this was a trade from Simpler Trading legend, Chris Brecher also. And that was is that, let's zoom in a little bit here. And by zooming in, of course, I mean zooming out because I have no idea how to use a platform. Uh, okay, so now it's not zooming at all. Uh, one way works, one way doesn't. There it is, so we'll zoom this way. So often we talk about that. Adara gave us that buy imbalance in here at 350. It came out as 4.1 billion to buy, okay? So it makes that move back up to the upside. Then at 355, um, it comes in, and so that's 353, 354, 355 shoots all the way up. Then in the last two minutes, we've sort of talked about this. If it's a big buy imbalance, you could see it start to get paired off near the end of the day. Look at this fade all the way down. You get about a $2 move in the SPY into the end of the day on a big buy imbalance. So let's keep that up here and think about that. The next time we get a big buy or sell imbalance, let's see what happens with two minutes left. Okay, I feel like that's a pretty, pretty good thing that we've seen happen back and forth a little bit as well. Amazon close to all time highs. Uh, shout out to somewhere in Chicago. If you're somewhere in Chicago, um, Amazon, although close to all time highs, not there yet, man. Amazon, although look, I only talk about this because of where it was today, up to 177. Huge move up there at the end of the day from 175 to 177. You wanna talk about a name that's really starting to get going here. You might be right somewhere near Chicago. Amazon is approaching all time highs, but we always talk about a stock that potentially has room to run. I really like Amazon for their AWS and for the fact that their numbers just keep on getting bigger and better. Plus, as my next guest, and we're gonna come up with uh, Danielle in just a second knows, Amazon was put into the Dow. So this could be another name that we wanna look at here uh, coming up. Just quick look at SoundHound here uh, before we go. And if Danielle's ready, I am gonna call on her in a second. Ladies and gentlemen, is Danielle ready? Yes. Sorry about the delayed response there, Miss Danielle Shea. You're waiting in the wings, and here we go. Oh, what is the temperature like where you're at? You got a little fire going on in the background. Oh, it's freezing here, so definitely had to have the fire going to what get it does, nice and warm. 
What does uh, freezing mean? Because right here, we're at minus three, which is probably like 25 degrees Celsius, something like that, or Fahrenheit. Okay, so I'm a big fat complainer because it's maybe 40 degrees Fahrenheit. 40 degrees? Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, that would be, that'd be great. What's going on? I see you have Soundhound up right here. If you come over to my screen, you're down to 650 right now and making a lower push here on Sound. So we just had their release. It looks like it wants to give back. What do you want to talk about with Soundhound? So I always like to look at tickers that are trading up near their highs, especially that are up on a high percentage ba percentage basis. You know, this right. one's up 17% and it has high short floats. So um, the short float on this one's about 13%. Right. So I was hoping for a bullish move on earnings uh, because I thought that, you know, we could get a short squeeze tomorrow. I'm always on the lookout for that after market close. It's not coming through just yet, uh, but you never know. It's still early. So if this one does end up gapping up tomorrow, then, you know, it would definitely be a potential short squeeze ticker. But looks like a little bit of a fizzle at this point. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to be too much there. I mean, I, I like your look there. And we talked about this again. If it outperforms, right, the expected move on SoundNet was 22%. So we are expecting a little bit of movement there on SOUN. You messaged me about DraftKings. Like, I didn't realize you're such a gambler, which is great. Uh, you, you hit some great points, though. Coming into March Madness here, I feel like we could get a little bit of a move. I'm not going to bury the lead. Maybe that was one of your points. But 40 bucks looks like it held. Let's talk a little bit about DraftKings a couple days now from earning, or past earnings. What has it looked like for you on DraftKings? Yeah. So, I mean, you could probably tell me a little bit more about March Madness. I don't follow it too much, but a bunch of our traders in our trading room pointed it out. And I thought, well, that goes perfectly. My overall analysis. I mean, if you look at the way that it's traded today, um, it's, you know, started off by gapping up, pulled back a little bit, but buyers came in on that pullback. We continued to trade higher. We went out basically on the highs of the day up over 2%. So, I mean, to me, that's a really bullish move just on an intraday basis. But the reason why I really like this stock is just because of the pattern on the daily chart. So if you look at this daily chart pattern, you've got a really nice bullish trend. Um, after earnings last quarter, you just had this major breakaway gap. And then if you zoom in and you look at the most recent price action, you can see that we have this really nice cup and handle pattern. We have this squeeze, that consolidation just setting up. Um, and so I'm long this one. I'm going to trade it hopefully up into 46, maybe 47. We'll see. But I've got a couple positions on uh, on this one in the options market. So I just wanted to show this setup yep. to you guys because we're trading it over at Simpler Trading. Good. Um, and that's where they can find you at Trader Danielle over on X, Simpler Trading. And then, of course, YouTube. Who knew that people like us would be on YouTube? So go find at Trader Danielle over there as well. Look. Today was a disaster for me. I messaged you as well. It wasn't a disaster for me personally, but AMD was a disaster. I did not see this coming. Was there anything that you guys were maybe talking about in your room at all with AMD? All of a sudden, on that PC number, we really got going here. Come over to my chart. This is a five-minute chart. You barely see any, and it was actually pretty good because we had a little bit of this pullback, but after that, just kept on going. I didn't have my keys set up at the end of the day to punch a 192 short. I got fed up with it. It was just like, we should just go long, and we didn't. Uh, but there it is, a whole bunch of cuts for me today on AMD. Like, honestly, Danielle, this is up 40% continues to climb. Who'd have thought AMD would be up nine points, Danielle? And NVIDIA is only up two. So it looks like options maybe uh, today. And that was the only thing that I found, uh, Ms. Shea, if we can get her back on the screen. 
There she is. The only thing I found was potentially just increased volume in the options uh, pits with AMD. Uh, did you note anything early on this move that could have maybe saved me from complete disaster? <laughs> so for me, I trade consolidation and I trade the squeeze and that was the number one setup on this stock. So if you look at the stock on the daily chart, you can see that this right down here is going to be the squeeze. Um, what this does is it just basically identifies when there's a bunch of consolidation that's ready to break out. Right. Um, so you can see this series of green dots and it shifts over to a series of red dots. So that just means that the stock is building up energy and it's about to go. So normally what I do is I build up a position uh, when the stock is in the squeeze and you never know, you know exactly when it's going to take off. I didn't know that it was going to be today. Right. Um, uh, but, you know, that that's what happens when that consolidation breaks out. So I am an investor in AMD. AMD. I didn't trade this one in the options market. And I'm really sad about it because I made a video about it last Friday. And I was like, I'm going to buy that AMD daily squeeze. And yeah, I got Microsoft, but I didn't buy this one. But um, yeah, I mean, to me, that's a daily squeeze breakout. Danielle, what is that? We stay on this screen here quickly. What is that at February 18th there, that red underneath? Like we had a big, huge um, candle there. No, just, just right there. Yeah, right there. So that indicating the next following day, that big red candle, was that maybe a, or the, on the ST Squeeze Pro? What is that indicating there? Like that seems like a big flush. And then since then, we've only been going upside. So my candles are coded to change colors based off of the strength of the trend. And so basically they're going to be bright green when the trend is really strong. And okay. so what I do is I look to buy pullbacks um, when the candles shift from green to yellow to red. And when it shifts from green to yellow, um, that's basically just saying, hey, you know, the stock is pulling back. When it shifts to red, that's because it's down at the 34 EMA on the daily chart. So okay. typically in a bullish trend, what you want to do is you want to buy pullbacks um, into the yellow and red zone. And then ideally it shifts back to green and you're back on the upswing. So that kind of coincides with the fact that it was squeezing and it was consolidating. And this one down here is volume. So the volume was going lower, volume was going lower, and then the volume started shifting higher. So that was indicating that, you know, the tide was turning on that stock. So this was just, you know, that, that would have been the best day to buy yeah. um, down at the 34 EMA. That would have been a really good spot. Oh, Danielle, what are we doing? Follow... We should have all been buying there. Uh... I know, I know. I didn't right. follow my. I didn't follow my own rules. I mean, uh, it's unfortunate. Is, but isn't that, uh, isn't that one we'll of the worst the things one. as a trader, though? Is that we honestly we don't follow our own rules, and then we look back, and it's like, what exactly were we doing? Emotion, such a key thing when you're trading. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a key thing. And I mean, the thing that's always hard about it is when it starts pulling back and you have a such such a strong stock and especially a strong beginning of the year, um, you're always looking at this thing and you're saying, OK, we know there's going to be a big pullback. And so when it first starts pulling back, you know, you want to get the best price on the pullback. Right. And so typically when it pulls back, you know, I'll see if it will hold for a day or two. But in this instance, it was I mean, it was basically one or two days and it immediately gapped up and bounced. And so I think that that speaks to the strength of the market. Um, you know, we're really not getting any kind of pullbacks in this market. And so what that means is that for me as an options trader, I really have to focus on relative strength. And I'm I'm not really going to get very many good pullback right. opportunities. So I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive in this market. Um, at some point, you know, we are going to get a big pullback and it's probably going to hurt. 
But ideally, you know, you make enough money on the way up that when it does pull back, it'll definitely sting, uh, but should be okay. I like that. Okay, perfect. Um, with over 3,500 watching, I want to thank everybody for watching. First of all, everyone gets really excited uh, when you come on. So thank you so much, Danielle. Soundhounder right now down to 650, bouncing off six. So that's looking pretty decent. Okay, so I asked the, the crowd, because we're crowdsourcing some questions here, I was. And I said, if you have a question for Ms. Shea, let's ask it. So right here from IKMS, Ms. Shea, what about DE stock? Here, I'm waiting for daily squeeze to fire. Okay, I don't think deer's gonna squeeze. I don't know if it has it in it, but you know what, Danielle? This is embarrassing for me one more time because look at this. Last time it came down here into 350 on earnings, um, I did not get long because I was bidding 350 and the most we got into was like 355. Well, look what just happened again. Um, here's their earnings day, a make a move back into 350 and guess what held again, Danielle? 350 held again. So is this not a good bottom or what here on deer? And can we maybe identify a possible squeeze? I don't know if you want to look at it on your short squeeze pro indicator right there, uh, but maybe there's something that you can figure out here with deer because again, industrials have been really hot. Caterpillar's acting as if it's like a tech stock. Can deer get back to that 400 level? Yeah, I mean, so I'd love to talk about John Deere. And I mean, I'm just going to use Microsoft as an example, too, because the thing about John Deere is it, you're exactly right. It's con consolidating. It's holding that key area of support. And I mean, Microsoft's been doing that same thing. And then, you know, just now today, it's starting to take off. It's in the squeeze. Like with the squeeze, you don't ever know when it's going to happen. And that's why you have to be, you know, positioned before it actually explodes. So, with John Deere, um, I was going to start buying more shares of this in my long-term investment account. I know it's been a little bit lackluster um, just because yeah. I mean, you can see the way, it, the way that it has been trending. But here's the thing, Sean, is that if you look at the actual earnings, the actual results, like, you know, we've seen some gaps lower after earnings, but the results have been good. Last quarter, they were estimated to earn $5.18 and they made $6.23. Quarter right. before that, um, they were estimated to earn $6.49 and they made $8.26. They've also increased their dividend just as recently as this quarter. And so when you're looking at stuff like that and you're looking for a long-term investment, you know, you have to look at these higher time frame charts. And on this weekly chart, you're absolutely right. It's holding 350. It has that weekly squeeze on the monthly chart. It has a monthly squeeze. So if you throw some fib levels on here and see where this could actually go, I mean, I think that John Deere can head up into 475, probably up into 500. It's not really the greatest trading vehicle right now because it's right. a little bit floppy, but I'm definitely buying more shares in this company. Um, I think I want to be in around this price point, and I don't know. We'll just have to see when the squeeze fires. All right, good, good analysis there. And I, I, I don't know if you have ever heard of the Fibonacci princess, uh, but we do have trader Tammy always on the show. And of course, I know you guys are good friends. Um, you want to take one more? We have, I'll give you a second. What about MongoDB? Ian Respetto here uh, in the chat. If you come over to the screen uh, quickly, I'll give Danielle a chance to go check out MDB. Michael Daniel Bravo. Uh, not Daniel, Danielle. Sure. So this is actually one of my favorite I was hold on a second there. I was just getting hell there from Fabian because he goes, no, no, it's Delta is what you're supposed to say. But you know, like when it's a D and we have Danielle on the show, we're gonna use that. So MongoDB earnings March 7th, Danielle. Um, that again is looking half decent down here near four bills. 
Yeah, I mean, so I like this one. This one's been pretty volatile. This is one of the tickers that I have in my long-term investment portfolio as well. But I think that the monthly chart pattern looks great. I think ultimately it's going to go back up into 600 maybe even $700 a share. Of course, that's a monthly time frame. That's a, you know, it's a long-term chart. But even the weekly time frame looks really good. And the daily time frame, you know, it, it's a volatile name. But let me just go ahead and throw up my earnings grid that's and see what wild. I got here. So with this one, you could definitely look at it next week too when it's a little bit closer to the earnings date. With earnings trades, I got to do it the day of earnings or else the strikes aren't going to be right. Um, but with this one in particular, I mean, we have a lot of open or, or implied volatility. So we have a huge increase in implied volatility, which generally means you can sell some premium in the options market. We have some big moves over earnings, which is why that implied volatility gets so high. So because I'm bullish on the stock, um, generally what I like to do is I like to sell some put credit spreads. I will say that, you know, last quarter, I don't love the fact that it gapped down 5.7%, but look at those earnings. They were estimated to lose 63 cents right? and they were profitable. They made 96, um, what? two quarters okay. before that they did really well. So I think it's worth a shot to the upside. Stock is definitely volatile in the short term, but I think it's a great, uh, long-term investment. Thank you so much uh, for taking that one. Um, obviously, we're long Dell. Did you see this move in Dell here in the after hours? Like, oh, my God. Uh, what a break here at $86. Um, this has sort of been a recipe for success. You know, you come in, you're in the right space, although HPE is going the other way. But Dell today takes down this $86, 87, not today, but the last, you know, this breakout move, bouncing solely off this 50 period. Look at it, just love this, all the way back from May, this 50 period moving average on Dell. If you got long just like less than a year, I mean, this is a daily chart. So if we take this and just trade it back here, uh, back to March, you're 40. Now look at this. So you're like, oh, okay, you're up here $94. This move, Danielle, in the after hours has got us all the way up to 109. Maybe we do have to put some fibs on this one as well, but Dell, all the way to the upside. Anything on this one before I let you go? I mean, this is an insane move in my opinion. Oh, definitely. So I'm really glad that you pointed this one out because you know what I'm always looking for are tickers that make greater than expected moves. And the the move that was expected in the options market on this ticker was $8.53. So if you look at it right now, you know, that's going to be up about one and a half times what was expected. And that's going to be the threshold for a stock that could potentially keep going. So right. if this thing is going to gap up tomorrow and hold that level, uh, it might be good for a day trade. Let me see if I can get a fib level on it. The problem is, is, you know, it, it's definitely, it is definitely extended. I mean, look at um, that chart. I'm That's sure it's insane. It, you know, it's extended. We've got the fib levels up here at a 107. It looks like we have, let me erase that one. That one's not right. I mean, Danielle, I need, so, to make a, I need to make a lot of money tomorrow. So if this thing pulls back into VWAP, then I feel like I'm, I'm going to buy. You nailed it. Look, you told, you told us about this. Now, it's not going to work every time. But I remember when Meta, you were on, I think, the day it happened or the day before or something. And it was like, all right, Meta just came out with 25%. You're like, this is doubled or one and a half times expected move. Probably going to go. And then the next morning, it just kept going and going. And the same thing happened with Carvana. So I, I, I think here on Dell... 
You like that 107 area there for a pullback, or what could be a possible level coming into tomorrow? Um, not on my charts. It was on her, on Danielle's charts uh, down there. I think it was one of those levels uh, for Dell 107.89 or so. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I mean, basically, I'm just going to use those levels as target zones. So 107 uh, would definitely be a good target. Let me check out the options chain, too, because I, I like to use the options chain um, to see if there's any open interest uh, to identify an upside target. So 107 would be a pretty good zone. Uh, but let me see. It looks like we do have some high open interest at the 115 strike. So let's just say, for example, this stock gaps up one and a half times the expected move. Let's say that it's up at around 105, 106 tomorrow. Um, you know, 107 would be my first target. And then after that, it would be 115. The what you have to do with these things is in the morning, um, you have to look for that first five minute range. So when okay. you see that gap up and you know that it moved more than what was expected, you want to see a five minute range, and then you want to see a breakout outside of that five minute range, and then you want to see another breakout. If it gaps up and then it you know, start selling off. Obviously, it's not holding the gap, and that's when you right. wouldn't want to go long. But you just want to see the one and a half times the expected move. You want to look at those upside targets. You know, if it gaps up above 107, even better than, you know, you're using 115 as your next target. But I think overall, it looks good. That's one of my favorite earnings setups, yeah. but yeah. it has to be something that's greater than expected move. And if it has short interest like Carvana, then it's even better. Yeah, so we won't get too much short interest there on Dell. But yeah, pre-market high right now of 113 uh, just continues to get higher and higher. So, all right, man. Deer, we talked about that. We talked about Dell. We talked about some DraftKings, some MongoDB. I think we got a lot covered right there. So, Danielle, where can everybody find you if they're looking for more? Well, you can find me on Twitter um, at Trader Danielle and then also on YouTube. I've been making a bunch of new videos, so make sure you check it out. I also post it on my Twitter account. Um, in case anybody wants to make any video requests, you can go ahead and write it in that thread and I'll see what I can do for you. Okay, that's amazing. And, and just uh, quickly here, I, I don't know if you, we've talked about Cybertruck and the Ford F-150 Lightning and all that kind of stuff. Please don't invest or maybe not buy a Fisker. Look at this chart here for Fisker uh, right now. Thanks to Zach Griffith here in the chat on an earnings report for FSR. Just continues to make new lows here down to 52 cents on Fisker. Let me see this. F I'm going to let you go in a minute, I promise, Danielle. How's Luke, by the way? Uh, okay, here's Fisker uh, right now. Q4, full year results. Uh, we got a bunch of green things in here, but it looks like their gross margin was minus 35%, so that's not good. Still not making any money on cars. I was waiting for that Pope mobile. I thought they had a deal with the Pope there, but I guess that's not coming through uh, at all. But right now, Fisker, total revenue, 200 million, estimated 300. They ain't selling anything, and Fisker looks like they're heading to the downside. Let me just call up a daily, and then I'll throw it back to Danielle, just to what the, just to see what she thinks about this. I almost threw up in my mouth there. This is a bad day here for Fisker and it's getting not, not getting any better. Uh, this is a bad daily chart and right now we did just take out pretty much all time lows here at 50 cents. You ever trade name sub a dollar? Maybe not because it's for options purposes. 
Um, so I don't normally, but I mean, I'm happy to look at it because, you know, these earnings setups, they can be applied across any stock. And I mean, when my account was much smaller, I mean, I did focus on trading much smaller names because the thing is, is that, you know, you obviously don't have to have as much money to be able right. to trade them. And these options are, I mean, they're really cheap. Like you can <laughs> buy a put in here while you, the, the price will be different tomorrow when the market's open, but for 29 cents, that's $29. So if you're trying to get into options trading and you look at Amazon and Tesla and it's just way too expensive, you can trade these lower price names and you can buy a put in this thing for 29 bucks. So with this ticker, the expected move was 38 cents. So if you look at it and you see how much it's down, it's actually still within the expected range. Um, so even though it is down, it's down on high volume. It's also what was expected. Um, if it goes down- the expected you know, move was 50%? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Is that right? That is that is insane. Crazy. I've never seen that before. Isn't that yeah, cheap then for 29? Isn't that cheap for 29 cents? Yeah, that's yeah. insane. And so when you look at stuff like this, I mean, especially if you want to get into options trading, um, you know, what's crazy about this is, I mean, yeah, definitely a bearish stock. I mean, it's been getting hammered on high volume for, you know, weeks on end. Uh, but you can see what to do with it tomorrow. I mean, if it's down within the expected range, um, maybe it's probably not going to be something that will continue lower um, just because of the expected range issue here. But if you wanted to short it, it's going to be pretty cheap to do it. So oh danielle um wow a uh, great great couple names we just covered there i'm like i can't believe how bad fisker is i hadn't looked at it daily for that in a while we always they actually had a reddit you buying the reddit ipo i don't think i'm buying that ipo i i don't uh there was some talk on fisker on reddit and ipo just filed there for reddit um you interested in that ipo at all you know, so I actually never buy IPOs. Um, generally, you know, all of the hype is going to come that first week or two. And, you know, a, a lot of the retail crowd, unfortunately, will get into those IPOs right when they first come out. The opportunity is almost always better two to three weeks later. You know, everybody in the beginning buys it, all the hype is there, and then let it sell off, let it sell off. And then that's actually the point where they'll usually add options trading on it. Um, and so if you really want the stock, you can do something like selling a naked put and getting the stock um, and a credit for your naked put. You can get it at an even lower price point. So that's a strategy that I'll use with these IPOs that usually right. are coming in at a lower price point. Yeah, I like that one. I should have uh, thought about that on ARM. I mean, ARM, it got down to 50 bucks and you can see right now. So a good IPO for these guys at 56. Nice move up to 69, back into 50 and then blast off there for ARM Holdings. And this one again, we'll wait for... Actually, when you the next time you're on, we're going to talk more about ARM. I, I have to go now. But ARM, Danielle, March, I think it's March 7th or March 12th. We have the SoftBank lockup. So get ready for that one. 90% of this float can be unlocked uh, after 180 days. So whatever that math is, uh, ARM going to be very, very interesting. It's Miss Danielle Shea. Thank you for coming out uh, one more time. Everyone can find you at Trader Danielle. Google that. It'll come up over there on YouTube, in there on X. Leave some comments. We'll make some videos. Thank you, Miss Shea. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you. I'll see you guys next week. Cha 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 chow. That's Miss Danielle Shea. Thank you. All right. I didn't, uh, you know, we had a lot of questions there. We take some from the crowd. We got a super chat. Thank you, Miss Shea, Shea, for addressing all of that. Okay. I'm not going to go over too many things here today because we are running a bit late and Fabian's got to go somewhere. Uh, maybe not. I don't know, but I'm going to say that. Look at this. AMC. I, I don't, uh, can we, 
is there any way to see the bottom of this? I don't know, with get, get rid of my name or I can figure this out. You know, maybe I can zoom in a little bit. There, no, uh, that's, that's fine. No, don't worry about it, fine. Uh, everyone can see everything. So I just wanted to say here, this is AMC invested, right? I just wanna, the only reason I'm showing this up, it's not, you know, if you invested 10 grand back in January of 2021, look, I mean, this is obviously the COVID bump. We talked about this with AMC. That would have got you at the peak, which is cherry picking, which is kind of, you know, 276,000, I mean, 27X, right? Then you're saying, okay, I missed that. And then maybe you missed that bump up again. But then even if you're all caught up in this meme craziness, that 10,000 still goes into 194. And then even as you pull back, you top out again there at 114. Unfortunately, if you held all of that to today, you're down to 5,900. And I actually think that number's wrong. I, excuse me, I think it's lower because AMC has split like numerous times, but I just thought that was pretty interesting. And then I just wanted to bring that up here. Let's see AMC quickly here on a, on a daily chart because if that goes all the way back, let me see if I can zoom out on this chart, zoom out somewhere. There it is. So if we talked about buying that in January down here, uh, yeah, so that, that, that number is going to be off because even if you bought down here at $19 uh, down here on the first of the, of the year back in 2021, that would be $19 split adjusted. And right now you're down to $4. So that 10000 has actually become like, I guess, uh, nine, so you would have bought it at 19 now down to four, so like $2,500 uh, right now. So all the way up, all the way down. What's up, Fabian? Yeah, yeah, this split a couple times. This is not a split, no. This is um, absolutely going insane on short float and meme craziness. It's showing $600 because these are split adjusted prices. Yeah, yeah, so AMC, you, you got out at $60? Wow, Fabian over there. Who is this guy? Bye-bye Sharif on midday. We have a, we have a big time guy over here, uh, Fabian. Remember when we had Fahad on and the guy was just like going crazy on every single stock? Fabian buys AMC at 10, gets out at 60. I like that. What are you doing working here, guy? Uh, all right. Thank you so much for watching, man. Over 3,000 of you held, so I want to appreciate that. It's, it's 4.42. Thank you for staying late. But you know what we didn't do? We didn't do roll call. Yo, what's up, Professor Love? I'm glad you had a good day. Professor Love goes, what a day. Thanks to Sean Katina and at Bears vs. Bulls. So thank you so much for that, man. We really do appreciate it uh, coming through. Sebastian, I love you too. Uh, I am super funny. Well, thank you for my, thank you so much. I'll look to put on some super good trades tomorrow. Um, all right, Jay Haas, what's up? He's present here as well. Bears vs. Bulls is present. Monty G is present. He goes, Fabian Strong. Yeah, that's for sure. What's up to Neil MacArthur, Billy Turner, the boring man, all that Zach Griffin, everybody that's still here, Manny, everybody. Everybody that's here, Kling Daddy and all. Look, I give a big shout out to the one and only Danielle Shea. Go find her at Trader Danielle. Find me at Trader TV Sean all over the place as well. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram, and we are on Twitter X. So go find me there. And we will see everybody. It's Friday. We had a big rebalance. Let's see where these stocks open up tomorrow. It's Friday tomorrow, and I will see you then. No show tomorrow, just a podcast. See you guys.